Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome aboard. Big Sills here on the National Football Show. How you doing? All right, listen, no tears today. No tears. No big exhales. Even the people who were expecting this football team to be a surprise maybe in the NFC and most notably in the NFC East. Easy. Relax. Nobody's wrong. And at the end of the day, it's all about where we go from here. Okay? What we saw last night in that Buccaneer win, 28-22. And don't do this. And don't start to show off on this football Friday doing this, okay? Well, we played hard. Come on, guys. It's the NFL. You think people at Apple go like this every day? Hey, you know what? We just got our ass kicked by a company in Japan, but we played hard today. You're gauged on results, dude. You're gauged on results. Zach, how you doing, brother? I love the name changes all the time. What up, Birdman? I don't want anybody, and I'm going to start it off one more time. James, I appreciate you coming aboard. And by the way, in case you're new to the program, okay, everybody comes aboard, has an opportunity to vent their frustrations, give us some suggestions. We load up every day. By the way, Gary Cobb will be with us at the bottom of the hour. And Gary from Fox 29 in Philadelphia will give his take on what he saw last night in that win for the Buccaneers over your Eagles. 399 yards in total offense for the Buccaneers, and for that offense that we saw last night for the Eagles, 213 total yards. Total yards. Charles, appreciate it. 213. Remember I said yesterday, too, I thought the game would be close. But I want to reiterate it. Please, nobody, say anything today about playing hard. It's the NFL. What did that? I mean, you don't get merit badges and you don't get kisses on the cheek from cheerleaders because you play hard in the NFL. It's a given. Well, that guy's an athlete. Really? It's the NFL. 
Don't thank me for the common. Don't tell me, well, you know, the game was close. So what, man? Baker Mayfield is being judged every week now against his contemporaries because you know why? Baker Mayfield is another version of Justin Hurts or Jalen Hurts, excuse me. You know why? Because he can win games, put up some stats, but when it comes to the elite guys in the league guy, Jalen Hurts can't beat him. Baker Mayfield can't beat him. He can't beat the Justin Herberts of the world. He can't beat the Patrick Mahomeses of the world. He's got Kyler Murray this weekend. Do you truly believe that Baker Mayfield is going to beat that guy? Just now being reported, I think that Nick Chubb is out in that Arizona game. That means Mayfield's got to beat that Arizona team without the key component in the backfield. I know they got Kareem Hunt. Give me a break, dude. And I'll say it one more time to you. I personally think that Jalen Hurts is a good player. I'm going to make a comparison for you. He's Tyrod Taylor. That's not a bad thing. But it's not good enough. It's not good enough to beat Dak and win the East. It's just not good enough. He's Watch this. Dan, I like him. Danny does a lot of good things. But he's not good enough. He's just not good enough. 213 total yards. I know you can't run the ball on the Bucs, and the Bucs proved that again. They were only giving up 45 yards, I think, over the last four games against the run. They still put up a C-note, did the Eagles. But these are all lost numbers here. They were 3 of 10 on third down. They only got 16 first downs. The Eagles had 16 first downs. My friends, Common is 21. 16 in an NFL ball game is atrocious. It's, it's, it, it, it just, you can't have that at that level. Mike Smith said, did anyone notice that our players were bouncing off of Leonard? Y'all going to have to draft a quarterback. Charles, no question. By the way, Zach Ertz dealt. We're going to hit on that, too. Shakur, thanks a lot. Appreciate you coming aboard. Carlos says, hey, Dan, we thought we thought in the game, I mean, we were playing the Bucks. I believe our coaches are one and done. Jalen's going to side slide to back up where he was drafted. Absolutely. But, Carlos, wait a minute. I'm going to get to the coaching here. I want to get through the numbers first. Bucks had 27 first downs. They almost had 30 first downs in that game. By the way, you know how the game starts? 10-play, 75-yard drive right down your face. And if it wasn't for a couple key penalties by the Buccaneers in that first drive for the Eagles, they don't score, dude. And that thing's even bigger of a mess. And please, again, don't give me the I played hard stuff. I don't want to hear I played hard. I'm going to tell you why Sirianni looks awful as a coach here in a minute. But let's start with, again, with Jalen. Zach says, I like Seth Joyner's take on the game. Either Sirianni doesn't know what he's doing or Hurts can't run another type of offense. If it's Jalen, then you need to put in another quarterback. Zach, I'm going to get to that. Here's Look, Jalen is clearly in an offense that does not suit his style. It's clear. And let me give you the 
I tried to give you guys the history of Nick Sirianni. Who did Nick Sirianni coach last year? Zach, who did he coach last year? Who was he the play caller for? He was an offensive coordinator for a quarterback last year. So when people are saying out there that Nick Sirianni's never been a play caller in the NFL, it's an absolute misnomer, and it's not true. It's not true. This guy's been a play caller for the last four years in the NFL. So he knows how to call plays. Who was the guy that he had? Um, who was the guy that he had last year and he was the play caller for? Do you guys know? It was Phillip Rivers. He was the play caller for Phillip Rivers. They won 11 games and they stretched out Baltimore in the postseason. I thought they were either Baltimore or was it Buffalo? I forget. It's either Buffalo or was I, – I can't remember. But they stretched that team out and almost moved on and almost went on to, like, the divisional round. And Phillip almost won another ball game, man. Phillip Rivers, Shakur, that's right. So what is he – look at the difference between what he coached last year to what he's coaching this year. Personally, I don't think Nick Sirianni knows what he's doing with RPOs. You know why? Sirianni's not an RPO offensive-minded guy. He's never constructed plays like that for a player of that skill set. He's doing this this year. He's never played called ever for Jalen Hurts' style of play. This is either a bad hire by Howie or, like you guys said, it's the poor talent on the field that doesn't fit with the guy you hired. We see that in business all the time. Okay, thanks, Robert, for coming aboard. So, really, Jalen is the pawn in this. The king and the queen in this is Nick Sirianni. I just told you, he's a traditional drop-back coach who that's what he calls. He's comfortable calling the traditional quarterback. Okay? You put a player, you put a player like Phillip Rivers on the Eagles, okay? Here, by the way, I'm going to say this to you. You put Gardner Minshew in this offense, the Eagles will win more games. The Eagles may have won that 49er game with Gardner Minshew as a quarterback. You know why? He's a traditional drop-back guy. That's what he's comfortable in play calling. Why do you think everything went south for Carson Wentz after Frank Wright? Because the style of play and the style of coaching changed in Carson Wentz's mind. They weren't have him doing the same situational thing that he was doing when Frank was there. Why do you think they married him up again in Indianapolis? Because Carson knows it's the only way to save his career is to go back to fundamentals. Zach, I'm not saying that Gardner Minshew is, a, is the uh, end-all, finish-all here. I'm just telling you that he fits that system better. Okay? Carlos says, why hire him? Well, he was under the recommendation of Frank Wright, and he was also under the recommendation of the Ursays. And the Ursays and Frank Wright have a lot of say inside that front office of the Philadelphia Eagles. Howie Roseman, go back and listen to the interview that Frank did on this channel, one of my very first interviews. And you can 
ask Xander. And we, we, we were both stunned, man. They brought up the whole thing. Of, get this. Do you know how Nick Sirianni got to you guys? I don't think you guys have listened to that Frank Reich interview. How, how Nick Sirianni, and Xander can attest to this because he was sitting right there listening to it, and he was like, wow. Nick Sirianni got to you guys because it was brought up in the Carson Wentz negotiations. When they realized that they wanted more control over the coaching staff and personnel and bringing in young guys and getting rid of Doug and they were getting rid of Wentz, they wanted a clean house completely. So you know what they did? They asked one of their biggest confidants in a head coaching position because Frank's doing a great job. This year's bumpy, obviously. Hey, who do you recommend? Here's Nick Sirianni. Don't you think there's a coincidence? It was almost like an exchange. I'll take Wentz. You take Nick Sirianni as a head coach. That's how this thing worked out. Go back and listen to the interview. And by the way, get this. The first person that called the Colts, guess who he talked to? He did talk to the owner of the Colts. The owner of the Eagles called Frank and said, we'd like to trade Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts. Go back and listen. When I asked Frank that question, he went, uh, the own, um, and he tried catching himself. That's how Nick got to you guys. Frank swore by him, said this guy's a great play caller. This is a guy you want, and this is a guy you can work with. This is a guy who understands your front office, because I explained it to him very clearly. If anybody knows the dynamics of working with Howie Roseman and the owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, it's Frank Wright. Frank pretty much said he has wonderful respect for both men. I don't think people really in Philly listen to that interview enough about Frank. Because a lot of the things you're seeing right now happened in the offseason, and Frank pretty much laid it out on where the Eagles were going. Okay, so Sirianni's your guy, but here's the deal. Nick Sirianni is just like every other coach that's in the NFL. I'm going to give you guys a point here. So Kevin Stefanski, the head football coach of the Cleveland Browns, right? He don't put the ball in the hands of Baker Mayfield late in the game when they have to score. He puts it in the hands of his running backs because he knows the guy, they win in spite of their quarterback. Baker Mayfield is another one of those quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts that's like this. Watch. Hey, he's a good player, but he ain't going to beat the elite guys in the league. He's going to fall. How about this year when Lamar Jackson beat Patrick Mahomes? Dude, how about when the Rams, Herbert, annihilated Matthew Stafford? I'm telling you guys. Okay, I mean, this is what you see when elite guys beat elite dudes. Brady has a resume a mile long. He owned Peyton Manning. Owned him. So, it's not Sirianni is a bad coach. Stop with that. You know, Xander, let me know if I'm out of, out of line here. But I was listening to the post-game show last night right here on Jacob Media. They kept blaming Nick. You're coordinating with a limited guy that doesn't fit the coach's set and style of play calling. You guys keep hammering on a coach who has been hired 
as a drop-back personnel guy who knows how to call plays for the traditional drop-back, and now you're asking him to design RPOs. Why do you think he's having a difficulty getting the running game going? How you doing, Bob? You've got a coordinator who's learning on the fly how to coordinate and draw up RPO plays because you're doing it with a guy who should be a second-team player? No wonder the thing looks like shit. I mean, right? I heard all night on the on the postgame show, oh, Nick Sirianni's play calling sucks. He's I'm like, Nick Sirianni's play calling, like last year, Josh McDaniel's uh, play calling because he had Cam and other dudes playing quarterback looked like it sucked too. You don't have that position figured out. You don't have the quarterback position figured out. I don't care who you are. Okay? You're not going to move the ball. 213 total yards against the world champion Buccaneers. Really? Where are you going with that? You're not, you know, 28 22, it might as well have been 50 to 22. You were never in that game. Never in that ball game. By the way, too, guys, do me a favor. That kid, Rieger, get him off my team. That guy stinks. He doesn't fight for the ball. He doesn't help his quarterback out. He's horrible in the run game. He is a useless dude on that field. Get him out of Philly. I'd rather have Ben Simmons running wide out routes for me than that kid. He sucks. He doesn't want to play hard. That kid is an abomination to be in an NFL huddle. How many times did you see his lazy ass walk back or turn back and not help his quarterback and fight back to the quarterback? When a quarterback is in a scramble, you come back to him and over to try to help the kid out. You know what he's doing? He's floating his ass down the field. That kid is a horrible player. But they keep traipsing out. Hey, that Quez Watson kid, I'm starting that kid every down going out. Every down going out. Dude, that guy, Kevin, clueless, he, he doesn't want to play tough. KHY, Cowboys are the team to beat. You're not going to beat the Cowboys with Jalen Hurts. Smile, 46% completion percentage. Once again, Jalen Hurts is in a bad system. Here, watch this. If Jalen Hurts is in that Seattle system or if he's in that Arizona system, he probably puts up better numbers and looks better. You put him in a drop back. You put him in a, a, a Green Bay system. Watch this. You think Jalen Hurts could go and play in Tampa? Jalen Hurts with all those skilled guys. You think he could get them the ball? No way. He's not a drop back QB. He's not accurate. I mean, he's just, it's what it is. He's Tyrod Taylor. Actually, I was going to say Geno Smith, but I want to be kinder and say Tyrod Taylor. Hey, and don't tell me about the NFL draft. This kid Spencer Rattler is probably going to be in the transfer portal. The kid from North Carolina just got beat last week from FSU. I don't know. I think the kid up in, with the Jets right now, that Zach Wilson kid, I think he sucks, man. They overdrafted that guy because the position is so overvalued. I mean, really, Zach Wilson? 
Justin Fields. You see greatness in those guys, Ed? Here, let me give you something here about greatness. Justin Herbert's had two head football coaches in two years. Two offensive coordinators in two years. Two different systems. Why does that guy look like one of the top three quarterbacks in the NFL? You know why? Because he's great. Because he's great. Yeah, well, you know, the first year of Peyton Manning. Got to, yeah, but you saw the intangibles of him being able to read a defense even in his rookie year with Peyton Manning. Brian Baldinger said it perfectly a couple of months ago. Remember what he said when he was at that Patriots-Eagles scrimmage? Guy's a one-read guy. He's got to get better at that. Hey, Bob, Trey Lance, really? Guy's played one meaningful game, two meaningful games in the last 18 months, and now he's the starter in San Francisco? Okay, good luck. Good luck. He played division something football at North Dakota State, as Jim Calhoun would say. Whatever. I'm not drafting guys like that. I'm drafting people who are smart. I'll tell you this. I guess down in Miami, the Ryan Fitzpatrick experiment has blown up in Chris Greer, the general manager, and also in Brian Flores' face. Looks like Brian Fitzpatrick was a little bit more important to the Dolphins' success than the Dolphins wanted to admit, right? You put Tua Tugavaiola's ass in there, they're walking backwards as a franchise now. He stabilized the quarterback position. That's what Fitzpatrick did. He was winning games. The team liked him. You know, they were moving in the right direction because they stabilized it. All these franchises that haven't stabilized the quarterback position, Eagles, you, you flounder every week. One week you look this way, one week you look that way. Jalen Hurts, second TV game, both duds and both losses. Kevin says Jalen panics and runs because he can't find a defense. Kevin, I don't think it's got anything to do with fear. I think the guy's fearless. I think it's got to do with ability of being able to read a defense of multiple looks. First, second, third, and fourth read. He's not there yet. Bob says that's why I want to get Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, man, would change the division around. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. Guys, if you can, Mike just reminded me. Please hit the like button if you can. I really thank you guys so much, man. It means a lot. Big Chris says, is that corner we got from Arizona better than Nelson, I hope? I'd never heard of him. We're going to get to Zach Hurts and his trade here in a minute, too. Al, hey, RPO with Alvin Kamara? Hey. Yeah, but that's not, well... That's, that's a traditional drop-back coach in Sean Payton, though. They're not rolling out with him. That's a gimmick stuff with that quarterback that they have down there. The kid outside of Jameis Winston, he's a blown-up version of Tebow. That guy was never going to be the starting quarterback in New Orleans. Jameis, the reason why he's so in flux right now and why it's so up and down, because he's learning the system. Dwayne Wilkins says, yeah, I was wrong. I'll admit. My issue was that he didn't Jalen the chance to prove it, but it seems he's right. Jalen is very good backup. Hey, Dwayne, listen, I'm going to make you one point. You may not be wrong. Tyrod Taylor is a good football player, dude. He went to the Pro Bowl. Not everybody's going to be Russell Wilson, man. 
He's not a bust. He's in the wrong, he's on the wrong team. He's on the wrong team. You guys think it's coaching or player. I'm telling you right now, my opinion. Okay, I think the player and the coach doesn't add up. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to get my friend Gary Cobb on. We're going to take all your thoughts. Angel, thanks for coming aboard, man. I really appreciate it. That's right, Birdman. You want Super Bowls. Winning, hey, winning a hat and a T-shirt, a division title. I want the parade, dude. I want the parade. All right, let's take a timeout. Gary Cobb from Fox 29 in Philly will join us. You keep it right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Your boy, Big Sales. Appreciate you guys coming aboard here with us. Um, listen, I want to throw this at you, too, as well. By the way, Gary Cobb's going to join us here in a couple minutes here from Fox 29 in Philadelphia. We'll get his sense. And I got to tell you, man, there's no question that the big conversation has been, you know, coaching, Jalen Hurts. But as I tell everyone and as I just told you guys, sometimes quarterbacks and head coaches and play callers just don't fit. My assessment of what I'm seeing so far in the first six games, Jalen Hurts does not fit on this football team with Nick Sirianni as the play caller. He's not an RPO guy. 
He's a traditional drop back offensive coordinator slash now head coach. Let's get our friends thought Gary Cobb in here and get his opinion here on what he thinks on what he saw last night. Gary, I just made a comment that, you know, I don't believe that Jalen is a bad player. I kind of compare him to a Tyrod Taylor. I don't think he's Geno Smith, but Tyrod went to the Pro Bowl. He's a good football player. However, Nick Sirianni, I looked it up. He's never coached an RPO quarterback in his entire tenor. Last year, he was the offensive coordinator in Indy for Phillip Rivers. They won 11 ball games. Yeah. And you could see why he struggles a little bit um, when it comes to getting the offensive running game going. So all that said, I don't mean to lead a question into you, but last night, did you see the same thing I did? It's just like they're not on the same page. Uh, you know, that's what it seems like, you know. Uh, I, and I don't know what they're trying to achieve, really, because they're running these RPOs and really what ends up happening all the time, you've got Jalen rolling out, either throwing the ball away or throwing a, you know, uh, a prayer down the sideline, uh, whatever they're doing, it's just not working. And see, what's wind up happening is, you know, kid like Miles Sanders, he doesn't get the ball. They're running RPOs, run pass option, where, you know, Jalen, and he says Jalen's doing what he wants him to do. You mean Jalen's doing what you want him to do, and you guys are, are throwing for 100 yards? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, if I'm the owner and you tell me that, you're looking for a job. <laughs> There's no way. I mean, I, I don't know who really is the issue, uh, but I, I think you, you got to go with the guy that's in charge, which is Nick. And, uh, you know, Jalen did miss some throws. You know, he, he's got to work on that accuracy. But how many throws is he making where a guy's open? I mean, was two, three, four, four? I mean, you throw the ball 30 times. But the thing is with the RPOs, you know, if, if they run it like this, the way it works, the way they're working, Miles Sanders doesn't get the ball. Okay, now, you got a young back. You're not giving him the ball. What do you have him there for? You got a kid with some talent. You run some plays, give the kid the ball. Come on. I don't want to hear run pack. You know, I mean, I would go, I would be about ready to lose it. You're telling me, why didn't you give the kid the ball? Well, we were running run pass option. I said, well, the next option is going to be you out of here. Gary, to your point, he had 6.2 yards of carry last night. Yeah. You, you don't give him the ball, though. How, how can you get into a, a flow if you're a running back, they give you the ball once a quarter? You, you can't do that. So I, I, I think they got to go back, and they really got to think about what they want to do because – it's just not working. It's just not flowing. And it's got to get better than this because last night looked the same way it did when they were playing Carolina, which most of the game, you got them doing nothing offensively. And you just can't have that. And and, and what do they look at and say, okay, this is our bread and butter play. It's an RPO or one of those little screens out there. You can't. How many screens are you going to run? And not only that, they get out on the goal line, that rub route. Now, they didn't call a penalty this time, <laughs> okay? So, so Zach Ertz caught a touchdown. But all you can think of is running a rub route every time you get in the red zone. Come on, man. That's the only play you have. <laughs> I'm telling you. You know, I, I, most of the time, you know, I, I kind of step, step back when people start talking about getting rid of people and stuff. You know, when they stop, I get rid of the coach now. But I'm telling you, 
he is definitely, man, I'm telling you, you know, I, I don't think they would do anything crazy like that. But after the, if he, if it doesn't get any better this year. One and done. You think he's a one, you think he's a one and done or do you think they would get rid of Jalen first? Well, you know, Jalen's, you know, Jalen is, is, uh, you know, because of some of the missed throws, I mean, sometimes he just, you know, just offline. I mean, just doesn't hit the guy. Like, he threw one, uh, which was a kind of a two-hopper on a guy on a curl, you know. He also, you know, overthrew Ertz. He's running a, you know, about a 15-yard drag. He's taking it out, uh, out route, and he, he throws it over his head. And then, you know, uh, some of the other throws, like the deep route, that first on the penalty. And the sacks, too, Gary. Yeah. I mean, the sacks, he's got to see the rush a little better, more of a pocket presence. That's right. And so, uh, you know, Jalen is clearly, he, he's he got to play better than this. If he can't play any better than this, you know, those got those draft picks. I can tell you right now, Jeffrey Laurie is talking to them about those draft picks right now. You know, after the game, he probably went in there saying, we need to start talking about these draft picks. What what what's coming out of our, our quarterback wise? Let's let's start looking at some of these college quarterbacks, because he missed people. Uh, but Nick isn't helping him. See, he's no, not helping no, him. no, I mean, no. He's not putting him. He's not putting him in a position. And Gary, I said it. I go, you know, I go back all the way to San Diego with him, mm-hmm. and I don't ever remember him being around a quarterback that was an RPO centric guy that had the ability of Jalen Hurts. It's almost like it's a square peg in a round hole where you're trying to put these guys together here on the fly. That's right. And it looks chaotic here because the rest of the team is struggling right now mightily on that. I want to ask right. you this one and throw this at you too. Defensively, yeah. how much of a punch in the gut is it when an opening drive is 10 plays 75 yards on you? I mean, that's like you're in a boxing match. Guy comes out and whoop, whoop, whoop. You know, and you get hit, man, and stunned early in the fight, man. You you haven't even worked up a ladder. That's that's what it is when you get hit like that. And and that's the way they were doing them. I mean, and really, honestly, 28-22, that was not a 28-22 no, game. No, right, right. They, they took their feet off the gas pedal and said, we're, we're just going to run out the time. We're going to stop trying to score on them. Now, that felt like a 40-22 game. Yeah, that's what it felt like. And, you know, they, they were really outclassed. You know, it's so they really need to do some talking. This was this was that punch, man, which when you get knocked down, you get back up and you go to your corner. The guy said, you all right? You say you all right, but you know you're not all right. <laughs> you're still doing the teacup on people here. You think that they would ever do this? You think that they would ever put Gardner Minshew in? Well, you know, I was I was over there at the game yesterday, and uh, you know they have uh, this. You know, it's different now, man. Things are because they got all of the the guys that are um, the practice squad. They're out there working out before the game. You know, like they're having a little practice. I was going, man. If I was ever on a practice squad, you gonna have me come out here and practice before the no. game? I'm I'm not doing that. <laughs> come on, man. I'm not gonna play. But you want me to go out and go through drills? Like a Mickey Mouse or somebody. (laughs) But anyway, Gardner Minshew was out there working out. And, you know, he's got a pretty good arm. I mean, he's uh, you can see where he's the kind of guy who is uh, a good backup because he's fiery. 
He's going to rally the guys. And does uh, he fit the system that he wants to run as a as a drop back? No, no, okay. no. He, you know, you know. Uh, I think Jalen, if he were coach for that, you run a drop back system and see. Are you really developing a kid if he's running RPOs all the time, man? Every player's RPO rather than look. I'm gonna you drop back. You see this coverage. This is the weaknesses of this coverage. You know they got a two deep. The weaknesses we want to get three guys deep. Okay, they could talk about the weakness of a coverage and things, but with the RPO stuff, I, I just don't see the development, man. You know, and that that's kind of a thing you run sometime, but you're gonna. Really, it, you know, it, it makes me think that's a college offense. Yeah, where, where you're coming out and your 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 main play is RPO, like the old Oklahoma teams that yeah. ran that wishbone thing. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll tell you, I don't care what quarterback you are, if you're hanging on to that ball all the time, I get get killed. You know, you, you're not gonna stay healthy. No. Now he's now see he's young and fresh right now. But over time, oh yeah. Look at who am I talking about? Um, was Carolina Panthers? Who am I thinking? That's out there on the street right now. Um, uh, the big quarterback, big. You know, he's he's a specimen too. Uh, what played at Auburn? Who am I talking about? Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Okay. Cam was a specimen, man. You, yeah. you walk by Cam, like former I'm MVP. I couldn't believe it, Gary. I saw him at a Super Bowl. I Come went on, like man. this. That's freaking Cam Newton. Come Are on, you man. kidding me? It looked like a, a defensive end. Yeah, six, six, I'm, six, seven. Yeah, a monster and a quarterback. But he ran and he ran and yeah, it beat him down. He, hey, he got pounded a few times. He started getting hit. People are going, oh, you want to run now? Okay. And you can't last, man. You know, if if if, if the specimen he is can't take it, who could? Yeah, no, not a littler guy like that. No. So let me ask you about let me ask you about the Zach Ertz deal and how it went down too. Even. Okay. I mean, so usually when you're gonna deal somebody, you don't play him in that respected game. He goes out and plays last night. And I'm just wondering so you're in the owner's box or the GM's box. You get yes. a call from Steve Kime, the Arizona general manager. You yeah. guys are cutting a deal during the game. While the guy's playing, and as he's walking off the field, I'm assuming he must have been told because I would never tell a player, "Hey, by the way, have a good game." By the way, you may be dealt to Arizona in the morning. Yeah. I'm not thinking they're telling him that, but so you're finding they told out. Him. They told he knew he was going to be traded. Oh, before the game, before he knew the game. They were talking about it on Tuesday. Um, Howie Roseman was was telling how it went. You know, he sat and talked to him about it, and. They didn't call. Um, they waited to call out there, you know, to, to give the definite guarantee. But he told them, "Look, this is prop. I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen." And he wanted to play, and you know, they did it that way. I mean, I've I've never seen it done that way because most of the time, hey, they shut the guy down. You sit over there. I would have went like this. I'm going to an undefeated team. I would have went like this, Gary. God, man, my ears, <laughs> your neck killing me, man. <laughs> Hang on, man. You know, I got him. Hey, hey, you know what, man? You know that prostate issue? I got to check. That's right. Hey, I ain't playing in a game where I could get killed in, man. No, no way. way. No way. You're going out there to an undefeated team. Yeah. I mean, and, and you know, the way they look, man, you can see that, you know, they got something going out there. 
Bernard, they got want- Bernard Hopkins, and now they put him on the hash mark. Yeah, they got a, that quarterback that's in the MVP. They got Chandler Jones, and you, come on, dude, they're gonna win some ball games. They may I win mean, the West with him. Hey, they got weapons, and they got players on that defense. You know, you look at them, and you know, we nobody was talking about them earlier. Yeah, but you look at them, you go like, why are we shocked? Look at all the players they have, and you got to. Um, you know, with Murray, you know, come on, everybody knows what kind of talent he is. They, special. Come on, the kid is a special talent, and and he's one. He's got like he's like a, um, you know, he's got the speed of he's um, like Vic of, of Jackson in Baltimore, right? Yeah, he's like he Michael Vick. like that, but he's got arm, man. This guy can make the yeah. throws. He's yeah, he's, he's, got a, let he's me, a special talent. Let me ask you this: Give me your assessment of what Zach Ertz was and what he meant to the Eagles and what his legacy was with the Eagles. Well, you know, I, I think he was definitely a, a guy who's been here all the years that I've been watching him. Everybody's taking him for granted because he makes things look so easy. God, a kid with him, Zach, man, you got to make stuff look hard. <laughs> <laughs> but he makes it look easy, and then he's like the guy where. It's it's third and seven, third and eight, you know. Like money, man. He's gonna get open, and you know he's not he's not a big guy running after the catch and everything. Some people they're calling the radio station. He doesn't run after the catch. I said, man, this is automatic first down. Okay, it is. Oh man, as a defense, you know how you hate it. You got third and seven. This son of a gun gets open. Boom. First down. And he's third and seven, and Come he's on, on the per- – I mean it. All I hate day yeah. long he does it. Yeah. And, and you know, and it's hard to get a good matchup for him because if you get a linebacker or a safety and everything, he's too big for the safety. Yeah. But he's too quick for the linebacker from the standpoint of, of way he runs his routes and everything. Yep. And if it hits his hands, it's first down. So during their Super Bowl run, and he really was good to Carson Wentz. And he makes the quarterback better because if you got you're throwing to a tight end, that's the easiest throw in the game. It's it's a short, relatively short throw. He's he's running it inside. He's working inside the numbers, you know, all day long. And he really, man, he just I saw him, you know, like in uh, they they're run for the Super Bowl. He was he was magic. And and in in the Super Bowl game, he caught the the winning touchdown. But he, you know. He's the kind of guy, like I said, he's not a great blocker. He's not great running after the catch. Is he like Jason Witten? Yeah, a lot like Jalen J- Jason Witten. That's right. And but he gets open in that intermediate area. And what he's gonna do is, you know, they gotta pick their poison because he's gonna be working that intermediate area. You got Hopkins outside. Even AJ Green has now been a factor coming over from Cincinnati. That's right. You He's been a too. factor on that team. Hey, I got to ask you now, with yep. that move being made, Gary, I brought this up um, this morning on, on, on our morning or midday, mid-morning show here, and I'll throw this at you here. Mm-hmm. To me, it looks like the front office now, you're moving him in season before the trading deadline. Next year and this year, Fletcher Cox is the highest paid player on the Eagles. Yeah. You see that the football team is not going anywhere now. You know in Hardgrave you've got a potential pro bowler for the next 10 years. Yeah. This guy makes a ton of money here. If you're Howie and you're ownership and you're the front office, are you fielding calls potentially to move Fletcher Cox right now? Because, again, 
I mean, to me, a move like that mm-hmm. looks kind of like you're throwing up the white flag a little bit and looking for assets and trade picks for next year. Well, you know, that's an excellent question because, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what they do because I did hear that Jeffrey Lurie, he didn't like the fact that he had uh, let uh, Brian Dawkins go. He didn't like that because he knew Brian Dawkins was going to be a Hall of Famer. He didn't like the fact that here he is moving a Hall of Famer and he really kind of moved him early and saw that he had another good year in him. So he said that he doesn't want to do that again. Now, that's the only reason that they wouldn't move Fletcher. But other than that, you know, uh, when they eventually turn this thing around, is he going to be playing? No. So it, it's, it's, it's the type of move you say it makes sense because you can get yourself a good pick because he's still got some football in him. If you wait a couple years or who knows next year, you might not be able to get anything. Right now, you could get a you could get a, a top a good pick for him. You know, this is because so, this is where I'm going with it. Because look, look at what the Patriots did. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephon Gilmore still has years left, so they they move him. Yeah. Remember when they had Richard Seymour too? Richard Seymour went out to the Raiders and had Pro Bowl years. New England yes. did, mm-hmm. and they got rid of him, but they got a high pick. I believe they got a third round pick for him. So uh-huh. a third round pick is a big pick in the NFL draft. It's That's the right. most productive round in the history of the NFL is the third round because you're not overvaluing guys and overpaying yeah. for guys. That's mm-hmm. why that round is essential. So to me, I I, I I have to get something in return, like you said. I'm not going to give this guy away. Yeah. But, boy, I got to think right now, if you're trying to put assets around Jalen Hurts and you're hoping that this guy's your future, taking Jalen Hurts and talented players away looks like a white flag waves, wave to me. Well, you know, you 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 may be, uh, you know, they. I I know they're thinking that way. I know this is why with the Ertz trade, uh, that they they wanted to get something because they they uh, you know, and he said it today, which is, he wants Goddard to play. He wants them to be throwing the ball to Goddard. Goddard's a young talent. They got another kid over there who um, uh, is a big kid uh, that that they want to work out too. He he's on the practice squad right now, and he's coming off of it. Uh, relatively soon. So they, they want these young kids. They want to see what they've got. And I, I think it's the right move. That's what they should be doing. you got a young quarterback. Let him go up with these other young kids. Get them out there. Let's let's see them work together. Uh, because like Troy Aikman, right? Like Aikman, right? When Aikman was getting and right. getting, when they were 1-15, that right. same group went on yep. to win three Super Bowls. That's right. You know, and, uh, you know, and looking at all the guys, you know, of course, Seeing them there and then looking at them, looking on TV, seeing them, you know, uh, uh, grow into that, you know, talent that and utilize all that talent. And it's amazing. But, you know, we saw it. And I, I saw that with uh, with Dallas. And, you know, you say, boy, you know, it, it, it leaves something in you where you remember that, hey, you got to go through the time where you got a growing time. And right now, that's what the Eagles should be doing. Now, Jimmy back then, you see, he was thinking that way. Yeah. Go all get these guys in here growing together. We're going to teach them how. We're going to learn how to win together. Uh, we're going to grow together. And that's the way the Eagles should be thinking. Now, you know, m- moving Fletcher, we'll see. But, you know, he, you know, he, he's going to be here when he, when he, uh, when they really turn it around. 
he's going to be somewhere uh, playing dominoes or something. <laughs> he'll be, hey, hey, he'll be playing no, You know what he likes to do? He, li he, li he likes those fast cars. He likes to race those cars. Oh, he likes to race cars? Okay, because okay. yeah, yeah, me and you be, on the airplane, we're playing spades, man. That's, that's what right. we're playing. He'll, he'll, he'll be out on the track somewhere uh, down in uh, Mississippi uh, racing yeah. those cars. All right, let's do this now, okay? After all that's going on and what we said here, what do you look for moving forward? What do you want to see? Because, listen, there's a boatload of weeks left. Yeah. And you're evaluated, as you know. Eye in the sky, don't lie. Yep. Getting your water, you're under a film and That's microscope right. here. So what do you want to see from this Eagle team the rest well, of the way Well, I, I, I would like them to put Jalen in a position where I don't want to see as many of the RPOs. Yeah. I want them to call plays, let him read the defense. I want them to give the ball to Miles Sanders. I want them to run uh, more of a um, classic offense and let the, let these kids learn. You know, RPOs. You, you know, come on, enough. You run them too much. You could give. You could do some of it, but I want to see them run an offense like I said, where he he's looking at. He's been man to man. It's a, a two zone or two man. Where he's reading what he's what he's looking at, and he's working with uh, that. We'll see whether he can do it. Because if we find out he can't do it, we we've done our job, which we found out. But let's give him a chance. Running RPOs every every play, you know. Then, then you're not you're not working these kids the way you really want to. And I, I think inadvertently we're finding out things about this coach too. And he better tighten it up. Pretty quick. <laughs> you know, it, it gets ugly, man. People start getting ugly in Philly, man. I, you know, I, I left. I left the game early because uh, I had to do some early stuff for for Fox. I could see that some people getting horrible. When, when I was walking out, they they was talking. They were saying things. You know, on the way out, hey, Cobb, blah, 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 you know, better I talk said, to your boy. <laughs> hey, they're, they're starting to get a little irritable, boy. You know. <laughs> Hey, Cobb, you better talk to your boy, man, or guess what? That car his will be on four blocks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> hey, That's final right. question for you here. Um, hey, man, just, just watching the Buccaneers and the way that they're playing, man, and the weapons mm. they have. They don't even have Ooh. Gronk on the football field, man. I, I mean, isn't that crazy watching that and seeing Bruce Arians and all those coordinators, man? Well, that was just something watching Brady. You got to give Brady credit, man. He looked around there. He was looking at all the places he could go. He looked down there at Tampa Bay. He goes, "Yep, boy, that looks good down there. <laughs> he looked at all those guys because he's got more talent around him than he ever had. Agreed. In New England. Agreed. And, and you know, and the thing about it is, you know, he, you can see where they, they've gotten comfortable with each other, where they know what he's going to do. He knows what they're going to do. And it's going to be interesting to see you know, how this whole thing plays out. Because, you know, Dallas looks – they look good over there. Bro. They look good. They look good. So, right now, and you got the Rams. It's, this thing's going to be interesting. This thing's going to get very interesting, you know, uh, the way this – way it goes. But you got some good teams. But only one can go to the Super Bowl. That's right. From the NFC, no question about it. Gary, you know, everybody else, uh, you know, they, they got to sit in the stands or sit up in a box. You know? <laughs> hey, Look. Gary, we got to roll, man. I okay. love you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Gary Cobb. All righty. Have you a great got one. it, man. My friend from Fox 29 and former Eagle himself. God, I love the guy. He's so kind to us here. All right. We'll take a brief time out. We'll get back all to you guys here. Appreciate it, Paul, Kevin, 
Angel, all you guys, Ken, thanks for stepping in with us here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back to the National Football Show. Your boy, Dan Cilio here. And again, I want to emphasize something to you here. Appreciate everybody coming aboard. I want to show you guys one thing here when it comes to, you know, how some players just don't fit in the systems. And this is kind of what we're going through right now with Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. Okay, this is a marriage that was never going to last. And it's not because both guys don't like one another. It's not because both guys aren't professional. It's not because both guys um, aren't trying to make it work. Both these guys have different philosophies on how to win ball games. You can't marry the two. Hugh Harper, thanks. Dan, who was the best offensive lineman you ever played against? Uh, Bruce Matthews. Okay, Bruce Matthews, best player offensively, and Ray Donaldson. Those two guys were um, just absolutely sensational. But I'm going to give you a guy here that doesn't fit in an offense. Look at Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham Jr. has been in Cleveland, God, how long? It seems like 50 years. 
And it seems like 50 years I haven't seen him. This guy's like Rip Van Winkle. This guy's asleep since he's left since he's left New York. What happened to o- OBJ? What happened to him? He surely looked like a gifted, talented wide receiver. It's the reason he got $93 million from the Giants. Why hasn't he been effective in Cleveland? Because they can't get him the ball. Okay? They can't get him the football. That's not a pass team when it comes to the mentality of how they're trying to win ball games. You got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. You got the number one rated offensive line in the league. Okay? You totally have all that. And your defense is lights out with Miles Garrett. Those guys are just sensational. And you've added Jadavian Clowney on the other side. Browns are a good unit, but their quarterback doesn't give them a chance to win against elite guys. Baker Mayfield got mad at me on Twitter once because, you know, he's like, oh, he's a naysayer. Naysayer? Dude, I'm not a naysayer. I'm a seasayer. And what I mean by a seasayer is I see it and I say it. I watch you against the elite guys in the league. This is not something of an opinion. Look at your record versus the elite quarterbacks in the game. You lose. You don't beat the Justin Herberts. You don't beat the Patrick Mahomes. You beat the Jalen Hurts of the world. Guys like that. You're not going to turn around and beat signature guys. And the Browns know that. So what do they do? They run the ball on third and 10. With two minutes left in the game and you're down by five, hoping, hoping that Justin Herbert makes a mistake, which he's not because he's a gifted, he's as gifted a thrower of the football since Dan Marino at that size. I mean it. Old Cole says, I believe Josh Allen passer rating around 68 in his first full season. Jesus criminy, dude. You're comparing Jalen Hurts, Cole, to Josh Allen? Josh Allen was one of the highest-graded talents coming out of college. People were just suspect on his accuracy and his coaching that he got when he was at Wyoming. Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen don't belong in the same conversation. Jalen Hurts belongs in a conversation with Tyrod Taylor and Geno Smith. That's where his skill set is. You think that guy's Kyler Murray or Cole? You think that guy? So now he's Brady. These guys are all outliers. Yeah, Wait a minute. No, he was graded ahead of Brady. Jalen Hurts by the Eagles was rated ahead of Brady. You're right, Cole. Just keep sticking with Jalen. It's okay. And, hey, you know what sucks about uh, – Cole, I'm kidding, too. Hey, guys, listen. You know what sucks about this conversation? It sounds like I hate the kid. Furthest thing from the truth. It pains me to say this because we root. Xander and I root for good dudes. Okay? We root against a-holes. I'm not giving that kid more time. I've seen all I need to see. By the way, Cole, he may go somewhere else and be more successful because the coach they have right now in Philadelphia doesn't fit that skill set. 
it's never going to succeed. Okay? Now that's a point. With a real coach, last year that real coach won 12 ball games. Sirianni was the offensive coordinator of a football team that won 12 games last year. Counting the playoff game. Or maybe, no, 11 games. Sirianni coached 11 wins last year as the OC of the Colts. And, and prior to that, it was Jacoby Brissett, I think. Dude, I mean, he had Jacoby Brissett, and, he, and they won with him. He's not winning with Jalen. It's not fitting. So you could say real coach. I, people could turn around and go, well, give Sirianni a real quarterback. It's, again, what I heard on the postgame show, the whole thing. Ah, the play calling sucks. And, you know, it's easy to blame the coach. The guy that he has isn't the guy that he needs. And, again, this is not shade on Jalen. It's fundamentally flawed by the guy who put him in the room, Howie Roseman. James, again, you're right. James Brown Jr., you are dead right. There's no run game. Why is that? Because he's trying to, again, produce these RPO plays, and that's not his skill set. Nick Sirianni is a seven-step drop-back coach. And that's what he has had his entire offensive coordinating resume history. Guys like Rivers. Guys that throw the ball from the pocket. By the way, here's something else, too. you got to remember something with Jalen. If Jalen can't win games from the pocket, he can't win in this league. You can't win in this league without winning from the pocket. People think, well, let's roll. Montana rolled. Montana, again, Montana and Jalen. Come on, guys. We're way over here rails with those conversations. Well, Lamar Jackson, okay, again, you're over your rails with that. He's what we see right now. Now, some would say this to me. Seals, what about Rich Gannon? He developed late. Absolutely. He found the right coach, and Gannon, it fit him. Bill Callahan and John Gruden were perfect coaches for him. Absolutely. All right. I got to take a timeout. We'll get to hour number two here. We'll continue your conversations. By the way, there is a boatload of great football games that we still have to get to. We will talk about this 28-22 victory by the Bucks over the Eagles more. Keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. 
Messon Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Welcome back. Hour number two to the National Football Show. Dan Cilio here. Appreciate you guys all coming aboard. By the way, thank you guys. I mean, you guys are bringing great content here. I know people are disappointed in what they're watching in Philadelphia right now. 28-22, the Buccaneers end up getting a victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. 213 yards in total offense for the Eagles. 399, tick under 400 for the Buccaneers. 16 first downs for the Eagles. Holy cow. Is that terrible? Just terrible, man. 16 first downs? That's getting your ass kicked. That, you know, talking to Gary Cobb, really, the game felt like a 40-22 to 22 game. It really did. All right, I want to throw this at you here, too. This is a note to the NFL. Get rid of that taunting rule. Dude, get rid of that taunting rule. It puts too much power in the hands of the officials to change a complex moment in the game where you could throw a 15-yard penalty because you think the guy's an asshole. It's the most egregious thing that the NFL has ever done in empowering those officials to change a game or a series that could change the outcome of a football game. Taunting? Dude, this game is about emotion. The NFL is about going out and playing your ass off. Nobody disrespects anybody out there on the field. We all respect one another. It's a game of loving what you're doing. And if you sometimes you want to express that, what the hell is going on here? 15-yard penalty that was so dumb. Called it on that eagle linebacker. You're like, you're fucking kidding me. You change the entire complexion of that series, and then you change momentum with that. Now, look, people are going to go, Bucks are going to win anyway. You don't know that. You don't know that change. Look at what that kick did against Carolina. Carolina was, they were in control of that game against the Eagles. One thing in that game changed the complexion of that football game because it changed the momentum in that game. 
refs throwing. Dude, you work your ass off to stop Tom Brady in that offense, to get him to a fourth down. What do you do? 15 yards for taunting. Taunting? That was the it, – it was clearly one of the worst calls I've seen. Now, again, I'm not going to blame officials, but the rule sucks. <sighs> Dude, really? Okay. You know, you know? I mean, without a question here, dude, get rid of that taunting rule. Man, is that bad. Andrea says, I was really excited to finally see this Eagles team come to Denver because my uncle was going to let me buy the ticket, but he gave it away to buy the ticket. He gave it to me. I don't know, Andreas. Listen, man. This is a rebuild. Okay? This is a rebuild. Don't let anybody tell you in Philadelphia this ain't a rebuild. And by the way, stop with the coach stuff. They don't have the personnel on the field. Or or how about this? You know what, too, what, what shows you the disconnect between the hiring practices of Howie Roseman and what his own personnel is? It's almost like Howie hired the coach and they brought this coach in so Howie could get fired. Why would you do this? Why would you hire a coach that doesn't match up with the personnel you have on your roster? Unless what? They're changing that roster over this year. And it started with Zach Ertz last night. It's the only thing you could come to grips with. Because in game, at the end of the game, so did you hear Gary Cobb what he said? Xander, make sure we get that out. Xander said they told Zach Ertz before the game last night he was going to be dealt. What? Hey, Zach, thanks for all the years. You want to play one more game for the Eagles? Yeah. Now we know why he was emotional walking off the field. He couldn't tell anybody that he had been dealt yet. Because the particulars with Steve Kime, the Arizona GM, and Howie weren't consummated yet till this morning. Or maybe late last night. You played that guy? Where in your right mind have you ever seen? And Gary and I were both like, wow, so you were going to trade a guy. Okay? You're trading a guy. You had him play last night. And what if he got hurt? Now, you get a cornerback and what was it, a fifth rounder? Okay. Fifth rounder for Zach Ertz? Jesus Christ, really? You mean to tell me that you think this cornerback is in the conversation where he could be a starter on your football team? Maybe. I don't know because I've never heard of him. And a fifth rounder for Zach Ertz? You wanted to get out from under that contract so bad. That you gave him away for a bag of vittles? Kevin, I've never seen a player play the night before, and he's walking off the field saying goodbye and waving, and now he's going to go play. Now, wait a minute. Let me ask you this. Is he eligible to play Sunday? Who, who are they playing? They're playing the Browns. Is he eligible to play uh, against the Browns on Sunday? Could they have him ready and rocking and rolling to play on Sunday against the Brown, against the Browns? Holy cow. 
that's some pay grade week. Right? He's not eligible? Okay, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, play two games in one week. I've never heard of that either. But then again, what I saw last night, I've never heard. Yeah, no, Birdman, I'm I'm, I'm assuming that that's that's correct. Got to wait a week? Okay, I'm I'm assuming that. It's got to be an exemption in there. For player safety, I would think, you know. But then again, the NFL is known for player safety, right? What about COVID testing? Hey, hey, he's in Arizona now, dude. He's not in uh, soft government Philadelphia any longer. You got your mask on? You know. Hey, when when you're out at the link and you're barbecuing, put your mask on. I can't eat my dogs. I don't care. Stick the stick the dogs through the mask. And once you stick this through the mask. Hey, Ted. Hey, that Rieger kid sucks. He sucks. Between Rieger and Whiteside, why am I having flashes of Al- Alshon Jeffries and Deshaun Jackson? Am I, uh, is that my ball? Here's Rieger when he runs his route. Where's the ball? Oh, it's it's over my head. Oh, I'm not I'm not reaching for that. Here's a running. Here here's your boy. What's his name? Hey, old Cole. Who's this guy, Rieger? What's his name? I call him Lamass. Here, watch this. Here's here's Rieger running a route. Where's the ball? <laughs> Where's the ball? <laughs> Who drafted that guy? Oh, let me guess. Him and Whiteside. Um, guys, would you like to go for sandwiches? I know a great place in Philly. No, no, man. I'm more of a spaghetti guy, dog. And <laughs> it. Well, no, we're going to a chalet. Those are guys that get pedicures. Hey, watch this, right? Here's Rieger. Um, Did you see? I'm not going to catch that ball. You see my nails? I get a pedicure, dude. Oh, wait, it's pedicure to feet. I wouldn't let anybody touch my feet. I wouldn't let anybody see my feet. Hold on here, right? Is pedicure feet or what? Because I ain't letting anybody touch my feet. Uh, no. Hey, do you think I could cut the truck? Uh, no, you're not. No, we're not having that. I mean, I, I, I've got dinosaur toes. Are you kidding me? I'm not letting anybody near my stuff. I, all my feet have been broke. I'm not, that's not working. Don't touch my foot. If you touch my foot, I'm going to break your neck. But wide receivers in the game today, I'll do this. Ready? I'm not catching that ball. He's terrible. God, come back to the ball, dude. That guy will be out of the football. He'll be out of the NFL in two years. Two years. He'll he'll be off the Eagle team, man. Next year they'll cut him. But then again, he's the first round pick. How he's got to go? Yeah, you know the money I gave him. Hey Jeffrey, I know that I burned half your money in a trash can. If you take a look, by the way, I brought this up with Harry today. 
And I said this to Harry, name me a pro bowler that this dude has drafted. They found Malata in the latter round. You know what latter round means? He fell to you. You draft the best available player. You don't, you have to do very little evaluation. You have to go off your board then. Okay, I'm very sure if Jordan Malata was the player that he is right now, other teams would have took him in the first five picks. Think of that for a minute. Jordan Malata was so under-evaluated. And when you look at him play today, the guy's a pro bowler. He'd be a top five pick, a seventh rounder or whatever the hell round he went in. He hasn't drafted a pro bowler in a premium round in three years. That drafting sucks. And so when you're the coach, you're given this sheet of the dudes. Of course, you're going to look like a crappy coach. Dude, Xander said it before we went on the air. Guys, wait a minute. Howie Roseman ain't going anywhere. He ain't going anywhere. That's Jeffrey's boy. Everybody has to have a boy in the room. That's his guy. Jeffrey, keep an eye on my money. I want to win, but not that much. You know what the great owners do? Look at the Rams. These guys open up that checkbook, man, and they go after everybody. Jalen Ramsey, they gave up first-round picks. They didn't care. They wanted that guy in the room from Jacksonville. Look at what they did with Matthew Stafford. Those guys were so squeezed against the salary cap. I'm like, how did you get that done? Are they printing money on a different credit card than what the rest of the league is on? How are you signing guys like uh, Aaron Donald to those $20 million deals or Cooper Cup or uh, Todd Gurley in the past? How are you doing all that? They didn't care. They're winning today. That's what the kind of what the, our Cardinals are doing. So get this. Now, Cardinals have Zach Ertz there, right? This guy's going to torture linebackers in the NFC West. Him running up that seam, that hash mark, along with uh, Hopkins going deep, best third down receiver in the game. And you got Kyler Murray. I don't know. I think they won the West with that move. I think they won the West. Now, I'm hearing there could be a COVID issue with um, Chandler Jones going into this game against the Browns on Sunday. So that could be an issue. But then again, the Browns have lost one of their running backs. So that's going to be an issue. Man, think, hey, and I'm going to bring it up now to you guys. Would you trade Fletcher Cox today? He's the highest paid guy on the Eagles. What are you keeping him for? Ted, that ain't happening. You think how he's going to fire a guy after one year? Never. Don't get rid of Jalen Hurts first. Easy money. <laughs> I said it before and I'll say it again, man. He's Tyrod Taylor slash Geno Smith kind of dude. Easy money. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Gardner Minshew. He fits more the coach's style of play. This is not shade on Jalen Hurts. I don't want anybody to think that. It's just not working. These two guys are not on the same. You know how they weren't on the same page with Carson Wentz in the end in Philadelphia? 
You're not on the same page here. You're not on the same page. Couple guys on that football team last night. Hey, by the way, did you see some, a couple of the old linemen when they were throwing those screens? Why are you throwing those screens like that? You're throwing those screens in a game where the Buccaneers are only getting, giving up 45 yards rushing in the last four weeks. They're number one in the league against the run. And you're throwing those screens to a team that is built around linebackers. <laughs> you got what you deserved, minus yardage, every time they almost threw it. And then here's something else that Ertz uh, struggled with. Dude, when you're in the pocket, you've got to see the pass rush. You can't run into pressure. Guy was running for his life. Remember what I told you about when you got a player like that? Okay? No, Ted, I don't think he's a black Tebow. No, I, I, I don't. I think he's better. He's better than Tebow. Wait a minute. Ted, Jalen Hurts is better than Tim Tebow. That's, that's not a comparison. He, like I said, he, he could develop into being a Tyrod Taylor kind of guy. Tyrod's a good football player. Tim Tebow's not. Jalen Hurts is a good player. He's just not going to win your championship games, and he's not going to beat the elite franchise quarterbacks in the sport. Tell me this. When you watch Lamar Jackson play, by the way, what a game that's going to be. Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson this weekend. Holy freaking God, I can't wait to watch that thing. Man, you got different styles of play. You got two quarterbacks that are franchises. You got two dudes that are changing the way people perceive them and how their teams look. Lamar has beat elite guys this year. He beat Mahomes finally for the first time. Man. Lamar, and don't think he didn't get an injection shot of confidence when he beat Patrick Mahomes earlier in that Sunday night game. He looks even better. 500 yards in his last game of total offense. Threw the ball for over 440 yards. He is a freak show. Justin Herbert, too. This guy throws BBs in between two different defensive guys, and he threads the needle in there. I mean, like he's sewing a quilt. This guy's amazing the way he throws the football. The guy you have in Philly right now possesses none of these. You're like, well, Josh, Josh Allen, you're not comparing him. To, you can't compare him to Josh Allen. Josh Allen is 6'5 and a half, 245 pounds. He could throw the ball through a building. Okay. Jalen is who he is and who he was drafted. They got it right. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to make, watch this, guys. They're trying to make a Fiat look like a Ferrari. Fiat's a fine car. It's a great car. Great on gas mileage. Great on longevity. Great on maintenance. Fiat's a fabulous car but it ain't a Ferrari. Teams in this league that have Ferraris are Super Bowl contenders. The quarterbacks in this league are Ferraris that are the elite guys. The rest of them are Fiats. Angel says protect them. How do you protect this, Angel? Watch this. 
I'm a seven-step dropper. Boom. When I'm pass protecting, he's behind me. I know where he is. When you got a quarterback that's moving around in the pocket like he does, and you're setting your pass probe, and he's sitting here, and you're giving up sacks, he's the worst guy to pass block for because you don't know where he is. Remember, I'm facing this way. I don't know where you are. He has no pocket presence, and he runs into pressure. Best way to get to Jalen Hurts is not from the perimeter, up the gut. You can't see it. You just can't see it. Protect him. Sure. Stay in the pocket, kid. Don't be a one-read quarterback. That's what he's turned into. He's turned into a a one-read quarterback. By the way, I want to hit on Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. Is there a market for Odell Beckham Jr.? Would you want that guy in Philly? Is there a market for him? I'm going to tell you what I think the market price is for him. You guys stay right here. Do me a favor, right here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Football show, Dan Silio. I think I found myself whining or something. 
I don't know. Maybe I'm whining or I'm like, ugh, hate that dude. You know? Makes me crazy. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> What's this? What? Hey, wait a minute. If we're going to do something here, do me a favor here, okay? Do me a favor here with this, okay? He's only known for one thing. You know what that is? He's known for the one catch. The one catch with the New York Giants. That's it. He's just known for one thing. By the way, apologize a little bit about the video here. I'm in Kami, California, so you have to understand, you know, not everything is on the shelf out here, so including the politicians. So you have to understand that too. Okay, so Kami, California, just just make sure you understand that. I'm sure that after the hamsters get back on the wheel again, we'll be able to, you know, um, we'll be able to get it going and keep it going here. Way to go, Xander. The hamster wheel will start up one more time in Kami, California. Thank you. Jesus criminy, man. These guys can't keep running water going. Oh, by the way, it's like one of the most expensive items in California is running water. Holy cow. Yeah, most Californians have to stand out in the rain <laughs> to get water because it's so freaking expensive out here anyway. What do you think the open market is right now for Odell Beckham? What do you think? What would you surrender right now for Odell Beckham? What would be the thing you would surrender for him? I'm talking draft choices. What would be a pick? For a guy that's coming off a knee injury or whatever the injury was, I forget because this guy's banged up so much in Cleveland. Zach says the seventh. I don't think you're way off, dog. Ted says, breaking news, Eagles traded Hurts for a half-eaten candy bar, a $10 coupon. <laughs> Dude, come on, man. I know that things look like he uh, – hey, by the way, when he gets his paycheck this coming week, right, he should go in with his head down. Hey, thanks for paying me. <laughs> I think Odell Beckham, man, you'd be lucky to get a fifth rounder for him. By the way, I think Zach Hurts is 10 times the player Odell Beckham is. Here, who who am I? Watch. That's my highlight. Monday night game. <laughs> right? It's the highlight. Other than that, you know, you do you know who Odell Beckham Jr. is? He is the JV, uh, he's the JV Jadavian Clowney of wide receivers. You know how you go to a movie sometimes and the poster's real cool? Man, that's really a great promo. Then you go watch the movie Sucks or It Sucks, and you're like, man, previews were way better. Movie Sucks. That's kind of who he is. Now, you put all the Odell Beckham Jr. with Aaron Rodgers, you may have something there. Oh, my God. What if the Cowboys got him? What if the Cowboys go out and get Odell Beckham Jr., they have CeeDee Lamb, and they have Amari Cooper? 
say the Cowboys. Now, here, the majority of the teams are squeezed up against the salary cap. So a lot of teams are going to be out of play come trading deadline. So you're not going to see a lot of movement. I don't think this year you'll start to see that play out next year because you get to defer money out with the new collective bargaining agreement. So if you sign a guy and he turns out to be a dud, you could defer some of the money out that you have on your cap and it's team friendly and it's not going to crush your cap. The owners wanted to make sure that if they got hamstrung in a deal like the Wentz deal, see the Wentz and golf deals, owners did not want to be hampered with those contracts and have those count against their salary cap where they can't go out of free agency and plug holes. That was a priority by the owners to make sure that they could defer some of that cash out on the cap. Players union hated it because you have to wait years to get your dough with that defer. Like, check it out. The Rams deferred out still Todd Gurley's money. They owe him a boatload of money. Same thing with Clay Matthews Jr. But because that collective bargaining agreement kicks in next year, their cap will reduce a lot, down 17 18%. They'll be able to go out and maybe plug some holes in the O-line and D-line. And maybe even in that linebacking core. So that's how teams are looking at it. And know this with, with the Eagles. The Eagles have all those draft choices, okay? And you get help in the salary cap next year because you could divert your dead money. You know, Wentz is still on the books, so you could defer some of this crap out, which means you could go be a player in free agency. Personally, I would do this if I were the Eagles. Dude, get away from the draft. You're not doing a good job in it. Go get some veteran guys, man. Make a trade. Go get some veteran dudes. You need a linebacker. How many, how many times do you think the Buccaneers are going to be able to redo those contracts down there for all those talented linebackers? The guys that you saw on the field, those guys all came back and deferred money out because you know why? Brady was coming back. Get a linebacker, dude. Get a linebacker. Fix that secondary. Get a Shady McCoy. I know you guys like Miles Sanders. Okay. Miles Sanders looks like a dude to me. Then again, okay, is he Tony Pollard? I like Tony Pollard, actually. And Tony Pollard makes $850,000. You want to hear a crazy stat? Tony Pollard makes $850,000 a year. Ezekiel Elliott makes ten. And you're like, okay. Right? Right? Thanks, Ralph, for coming aboard. Who's winning says Nick is done with this pro RPO in his first down fade route on second down. Oh, look, look, look at that, man. Who's winning's got it right. That's as predictable as you can watch a Nick Sirianna series with Jalen Hurts. Hey, 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 who's winning? It's the hiring. They hired a drop back coach to coach an RPO guy. And you're getting what you paid for. You're getting what you paid for. Right? I'm not saying, look, here, watch this. 
Do you know why the Los Angeles Chargers got it right with Brandon Staley? Why? Justin Herbert's in the room. Why do you think the Green Bay Packers are 30 and 8? Let me think that right. They're 30 and 7 in the three years that Matt LaFleur has been in Green Bay. Why do you think? Well, good quarterback. You put Matt LaFleur in Philly, he's got the same record as Nick Sirianni. He's not a RPO guy. You think Green Bay are going to run RPOs with Aaron Rodgers? And by the way, when they put Jordan Love in the game, Jordan Love ain't no RPO guy. Sirianni goes from coaching the most unathletic guy in the history of the league in Phillip Rivers a year ago to a guy who's athletic, moves around in a pocket, and can't find his weapons, and he's a one-read quarterback. And, and hey, and let me ask you this one, too. So all that offseason, what were they doing? Telling you and going through those organized team practices, not getting reps in the exhibition season, the team looks like it now. Doesn't it look like they're going through the exhibition? Tell me this. Don't the Eagles look like they're going through their exhibition season? I just thought about that for instance. Doesn't it look like they're going through the exhibition season? It's almost like, well, where's your running game? Oh, we'll get to it in the fourth preseason game. Okay. It's just the way they're, I mean, 213 yards of total offense. Jesus, criminy. You've got teams like the Chargers and the Browns, the Bucks, all these high-powered offenses, man, clicking on all cylinders. And here's the Eagles farting around. I mean, really, it's 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 kind of embarrassing. 16 first downs is something that you see in an exhibition season. Alexander says, is the coach being used as a yes man? Are they trying to tank the season to stack picks? Alexander, um, yeah. Yes. Yes, he, you got it. Okay, and by the way, when he when I say yes, man, here's how you turn a coach into a yes man. Watch it. Hey, um, Howie and Jeffrey, I want to pick my coaching staff. You get total say in your coaches who you hire. Watch how they do it and how slick it is. Here's the list of coaches you can select from. You look at the list and you kind of know half the list. You know why? Because they vetted the names. They've already pre-interviewed them. Like this. Hey, we may be thinking, watch this. We may be thinking of hiring you. i just like to get maybe there's an opportunity we can interview you. And then what they'll do is they'll never call you back. That's how they treat assistant coaches in the NFL. You're a gypsy. So he'll look at this and Nick Sirianni will go, okay, there's about 20 names on here. And he gets to pick seven or eight of them. It's loading the deck. And then watch this. Here's the personnel list. So here's the coaching list when you're, when you're building your team. Then you go like this. Okay, um, let's put the roster together now, and here's the guys that – no, no, no. You have total say in who plays. Listen to me when I say this. 
Sirianni has total, because you can tell the media this. I have total say in who plays. Yeah, off the Howie Roseman list. Howie will give you a team of those 90 guys that they had in training camp. Then you start making moves like they did with Arizona. Then you start doing this. Build your team off the list I give you every Thursday. That's how you load the deck. And that's how you set the coach up to be a yes man. Just like that. Because in theory, he did pick his own staff. In theory, he did pick his own players to play on Sunday. But it was in a confined litter box for him to be able to do that. That's your Philadelphia story, and it's been that way for the last seven years. Here, do this. Has Tell me this. Guys, you were here last year, okay? Tell me this. I, I wasn't. How much different is the team being run offensively from Wentz last year to with, with Doug Peterson's offense? To this year with Sirianni and Hurts, how much different does it look? By the way, know this. Hurts had less talent at the wide receiver position a year ago. Jalen's got more talent at the wide receiver position. Do we not agree? I think he does. Okay? How come when I went back? That's right, Zach. How come when I went back and looked at some of the YouTube games last year, and I went back and I looked at some of your games last year. It looked like the same shit from a year ago. These are just different dudes, but same stuff. Well, what does that mean? It's because the GM and the owner set the table every Sunday. Your coaches have no control of your team or your personnel. The Eagles are trying to win Super Bowls again from the owner's box. They caught lightning in a bottle, and I hate to say this to you guys. There were two things that separated the Eagles in that championship run. Two things. You had the best offense and defensive line combinations in the league at that time, and it was dominant in the postseason. You destroyed the Patriots up front. You destroyed them. But injuries happened in the postseason, remember? There were injuries in the postseason that happened that kind of gave it a little bit easier of a road for Philly. And then Foles had this out-of-his-mind and out-of-his-brain experience play in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl. So what does that mean? Well, it's a one-year wonder because you've never duplicated or even been close to that team. I'll take that back. Jeffrey's dropping that pass down in the Superdome. He catches that pass. You guys kick a field goal. I think maybe you had to go in for six. And you get to the NFC Championship game. That team was pretty good, too. Okay? You, you're, 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 you, you may have gone to the A. I think they had to get six, but I, I, I think they were driving. That was a good team. But really, since then, I don't know. Philadelphia has been kind of like sputtering. And it's deteriorating. Hey, I'll give you this. It hasn't deteriorated as much as Atlanta did. But when Atlanta got to the Super Bowl, that's a good football team. Brady beat 
the competitiveness out of the organization. You're up 28 points in the Super Bowl. They've never recovered. Okay, they've never recovered. Philly, on the other hand, they're see, they believe the press clippings. They think they built that Super Bowl by themselves when they got lucky. Now, when I say that, the the road to the championship was paved easier. They had to go out and do it, and they did. Can never take that away. And I will never diminish a Super Bowl champion. Winning one game in that league is incredible. Winning that game is insane. Never take that away from them. It's a shining moment in Philadelphia sports history. 1960 has been erased. Okay? The only thing the Eagle fans were able to hang their hat on were Tommy McDonald, Bergie, all them dudes, Carmichael, all them guys, man. Big Hands Johnson. All those fabulous football players. They kept going with all these great, great names. Jerome Brown, Reggie, and all them guys. That team will always be remembered, and it will sit right next to the 60 Chuck Bednarik teams. Absolutely. But that shit's gone, dude. Nobody, you know, the greatest thing about Tom Brady, you know what it is? Tom Brady doesn't care what he did. He only cares what he's going to do next. That's what separates him. Brady's playing the best football of his career, right? Or how about, I, wait a minute, let me take that back. Because that's got to be impossible to say. So I can't say it. He's playing as good as he's ever played in his career. 44. If you can't explain it, they must be great. Can't explain it. To be consistent like that and have your teams, wherever you get this, Brady could go to Mars and put a team together, and it would be a Super Bowl contender. Really, could he go to the Jets? That I don't know. That would be a Herculean effort, going to the Jets, because the Jets blow and will always. Hey, uh, real quick, you know who Jets and Mets fans are? They're the guys every fall that turned their hats back inside out, and Jets fans become Giant fans, and Mets fans become Yankee fans. <laughs> when the fall comes, reality hits, and I got to put the Yankee and the Giant lid on, even though the Giants got their own issues at quarterback, don't they? They sure do. They got issues too. I can't wait for this Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson game. What an absolute great game that's going to be. I'm going to take Herbert all – well, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where is that game? Where is that, that Justin Herbert game and Lamar Jackson? Is it in Baltimore? Because wherever that game is, I'll take the home team. That's how close this is. That's going to be worth the price of admission. I'd love to have a ticket to that game. I'd love to go see that thing. Kyler Murray versus Baker Mayfield. <laughs> okay. You know who uh, Baker Mayfield is? Baker Mayfield is a cheerleader. He's a high school quarterback. Yeah, anybody who talks like this, yes, um, 
I know I have doubters. I know people don't like me. Shut up, kid. I hate you. He hate me. That should be on the back of his, on the back of his jersey. He hate me. All right. Final segment coming up. I got to hit on this topic here as well. Hey, man, this Cards-Browns game, I'll give you my, my spin on that thing here too. And what I think that the Eagles need to do moving forward the rest of the season. We'll do that next. You keep it here on the National Football Show. comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messon Associates toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. The International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers, Local Union 98, is a proud sponsor of The Labor Show with J. Doc and Krause every Saturday night from 6 to 8 p.m. IBEW Local 98's highly trained and superbly skilled electricians are the best in the business, setting the highest safety standards in the electrical industry. So when you're planning your next industrial, commercial, or residential project, choose an IBEW Local 98 union contractor. Learn more at IBEW98.org. Go for the midnight tears. Go for the game. Go for the hits. Go for the fans. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resorts. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. Silio National Football Show. By the way, somebody just said to me, Sills, why all the Browns hate? Browns send me gear every year. I'd love to show it to you. Can I for a second here? Hang on, Xander, hang on for a second. I want to show you guys something. Okay? Hang on here for a minute. I want to show you guys something here. Okay? Wait a minute here. Let me show you guys something here. Look at this. Let's see all my Canes gear. I got Kane's gear here. Here, wait a minute. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns. That's Buck stuff. All these NFL teams send me this. Look at the Browns gear. Hold on for a second. 
Look at this here. Look at this. Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Brown gear. Cleveland Browns gear. This is all NFL stuff that's sent to me from the equipment managers of both the Canes, the Buccaneers, and the Browns. No hating. This I don't hate. I see it. I report on it. Report. Wait a minute. I don't want to sound like Adam Schefter. Okay? I don't want to I don't want to do that. Yeah, okay, wait a minute. Hey, Xander says get the box out of the shot here. Hang on for a minute because you know that he's uh Okay, wait a minute. He's um Yeah. Yeah, okay, got to make sure we get it out of the shot there. You know why, right? Because Francis Ford Coppola wants to make sure it's perfect. <laughs> Francis Ford Coppola, man. Yeah, hey, listen. Yeah, they say, NFL teams send me stuff all the time. Rams, all that. I don't wear the gear, though, because I only wear Bucks, Kane stuff. Because, you know, I only wear stuff that I played at. But I, I, I give it away. I give it to charity sometimes, or I sometimes give it to to fans of those teams. Like if you're a, hey, maybe that's a good idea. Maybe I should get some Eagle stuff, right? I know the equipment manager with the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe we should get some stuff there for you guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Get it out of the shot. You hear him? Francis Ford Coppola. Sills, um, too many Coronas at night, maybe? You know? Like when you first started, things looked a little different. Well, well, maybe it's the camera guy. No, 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 it's not. Maybe it's Big Sills. <laughs> okay. Mm. Right? Yeah. Hey, here, right? <laughs> hey, Sills, you know, you know, something's happened with the shot here. Too many Coronas? No, it's a camera guy. No, it ain't. What are you, crazy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, people are going like this. Sills, you hate the... I don't hate anything like that. Wait a minute. I'll take that bad. I hate that guy, Rieger, that's on the Eagle team. Man, that guy does not want to play. Paul says third and sixth round for... O Get the hell out of there, Paul. A third rounder for OBJ? Where are you taking... For, for what, the Packers? Packers, Odell Beckham. Would you give a third rounder up for him? A third and a sixth? Boy, he could be used at Green Bay. On the other side of Adams? Dude, man, right? Where else would Odell Beckham fit? Not in Philly. You have a tough enough time getting the ball to the quarter to the receivers you have now with the quarterback you have. Not in Tampa. Can you imagine Odell Beckham in Tampa? Hey, get this. I do this. Okay. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Brady's got Beckham too. <laughs> Forget it. They ain't going there. They don't need him. Wait, Beckham, A B, Mike Evans. Good night. Man, that would be a freak show. Brady throw for 8,000 yards. How about Matthew Stafford? 
with the Rams. Odell Beckham in L.A. Oh, my God, that'd be great because you know why? It would completely be a train wreck. OBJ on the Sunset Strip, it would be great, be great theater. Odell Beckham has been arrested because he was out flashing people on Sunset Strip at 3 o'clock in the morning, game day. Beckham reported that he was out with a bunch of strippers but said, how you doing? (laughs) Yeah, right? Oh, that'd be great because I love train wrecks. Paul, you could see the Packers making a move. When the Packers ever made a move? Who, Randall Cobb? Yeah, moves like that. Reggie Reggie White? Okay, well, that was like 100 years ago. No way. Cards and Browns, I got the Cardinals all night long. The Cards are just on a mission, man. This guy, Kyler Murray. And I don't believe in the Browns quarterback. And plus, you guys told me a couple minutes ago, Okay, that uh, Nick Chubb's out. So that means you're going to have to lean on that guy. Baker Mayfield. This guy's got more commercials than any quarterback I've ever seen for somebody who's done nothing. Yeah, right? Hey, by the way, did you guys see Howard Eskin get a shout-out last night? And Joe Buck gave Howard a shout-out. He was trending on Twitter. Always like this. Are you kidding, man? And then all of a sudden, Buck, and there's Sirianni standing there. He's looking at his play sheet. And Buck goes, Sirianni, trying to come up with a play. And there's Howard Eskin. <laughs> and Troy Aikman started laughing. I was like, only only people in Philly know that. And Howard was like this. <laughs> Is that Silio trying to get me on that show again? Is Cilio trying to get me on the show? Absolutely. Alexander, I brought that point up earlier, man. I start trading Fletcher Cox now. Let's go see if anybody wants to give us some second or third round draft choices for him. You're not going to get a one for him, but you might get a collection of picks for him. A two, three, and four, I'll take it. And you pick that monster contract of his up. Jay says, last night proved that Nick Sirianni can't coach. Jay, As I said earlier, it's not play calling. He's play calling for a guy that doesn't fit his system. Jay, people, when they bring up, okay, here, you think Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniel are a worse coaching staff today than they were when Brady was there? No. The quarterback in the room changed the room. Those guys are great coaches. But Brady accelerates that and accentuates how great their plays are because he executes. Jalen can't execute. He's Tyrod Taylor. That's all he was drafted to be. Well, Tom Brady, yeah, this guy's not Tom Brady. Jay says he has no idea how to coach a football team. Really? Last year, he was the offensive coordinator on a football team that won 11 games and went to the playoffs and were a couple plays away from moving on to the divisional round. That's not true. Last year, he coached Rivers to one of his better years, and Rivers was a turnover machine still a year ago. You've got a marriage right now that doesn't fit. You, it just doesn't fit. Okay? Sirianni wants to throw the ball and win games from the pocket. Jalen wants to get out of the perimeter and use his athleticism the same way that Cliff Kingsbury does it 
You see, get this, guys. Cliff Kingsbury is a great example for you guys. Cliff Kingsbury had Josh Rosen realize right away, this guy doesn't run my system. He doesn't run my system, and he sucks. He went out and got a guy, okay? He went out and got a guy to fit his system, and now they're undefeated. Jeff, thank you so much, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for making it bigger. Appreciate it, man. Paul, the big question is whether it's Sirianni's schemes or Jalen's play. It's a, But, Paul, it is a combo of both. You've got to decide if you're the organization who you want to try to build around. Do you want to build around Sirianni or do you want to build around Jalen? Pick one. Sirianni came very highly regarded as a potential head coach. Okay? Hey, Ken, thank you, man. Reggie, second best to LT. And by the way, hey, Hugh, second best to LT, and I don't mean by a lot, like he's off, like it's LT and then Reggie and him, man. You could flip a coin and go, I'm good with either. Watch this. You want LT? Okay, I'll take Reggie White. I don't think either guy's going to be upset and either team would be upset with you. If I had to draft those two guys, man, you missed out on LT. Who'd I get? Reggie White. Okay, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good, right? Like, who do you want, uh, Joe Montana or, or Tom Brady? Um, I'll take Tom. I get Montana, who's never lost a Super Bowl in 135 quarterback rating and never thrown a pick in a Super Bowl. I get him. All right, I'm good with him too. <laughs> right? You get Montana. All right. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, Eagle guys, you guys get a whole weekend to watch other teams play well. <laughs> I hate to do it. Oh, the Cowboys versus the Patriots too. Cowboys will win that game. It'll make it even harder for the weekend for Eagle fans. All right, I want to thank Gary Cobb and everybody that came aboard. You guys have been sensational this week. Had one of our best weeks this week here on the Jacob Media Channel. We really did, and it's all because of you guys. I so appreciate it. We'll catch you Monday. Make sure you have a fantastic football weekend. Don't forget, like the show, please. Share it a little bit later on, 4 to 6 on Monday, right here on the Jacob Media Channel. Don't forget, National Football Show. We'll see you on the flip side. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. 
they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.